welcome to the Open Government Podcast. I'm Richard Pietro. And I'm Samir Vasta. Welcome back. Each episode of the Open Government Podcast brings you an interview with someone working on open government and citizen engagement in their community. And today we have David Rauch with the City of Edmonton's Open Data Team. He's also the co-founder of the Mira Group, Open Data Edmonton, as well as Open Art Yeg or, or, or Open Art Edmonton. We have a man here with many different hats in the city of Edmonton. We're really glad to have him. And I guess we're going to start with that, David. You're one of the very few public servants that I know that I met through the Open Government Tour that is so spread out throughout the city. Usually I have public servants that stick with the public service. Then there's engaged citizens that stick to that. I don't really see many different hats crossing borders. So, so how, how did that happen for you? You know, it was really important when I started working in open data that you, you close the feedback loop because one of the big issues that can arise is that you put out uh, open data and it's like this void. You never hear what happens with it again. And then, you know, when you're actually a citizen working with open data, you make it and then you send it back to the city and there's the void again. And so Open Edmonton is really an attempt. Basically, it's selfish for me. If I'm working in open data for the government, I need interaction with citizens and researchers in order to know what do you need. And then when they give me back what they produce, that allows me to it's, – it's leverage when I'm working with my fellow employees being like, you know what? Like we might have paid $10,000 for a consulting survey for this exact information on like food deserts or something like that. We just got it for free because someone was interested in it. Now, one of the things that I've noticed, though, with many public servants is that they're not given a lot of the freedom of, say, going out into the community as engaged citizens. I'm not saying that they're discouraged, but why, why do you think that? Not what do you think that is? I'm, I'm going about it in a very weird way. And maybe you know what I'm trying to get to, David, but I, I don't I definitely see... do. OK, so please, please explain what I'm trying so hard to, <laughs> to talk about. Well, it's funny because, you know, when being in charge of Open Edmonton, uh, which is kind of like in, in some ways it's a transparency group. If open data is about transparency, um, it's it's almost awkward to be a government employee in charge of a citizen group about transparency because it's like you're your own watchdog um, in some ways. Again, slightly awkward. But the thing that, that's important is, like, this is actually totally not unusual because, you know, in Edmonton, we have this really active community foundation uh, group, you know, and, and so all of our neighborhoods have uh, community leagues, sorry. And we have a lot of our employees, like people that I work with who are, you know, on the board and nobody really says like, oh, you know, you're wearing two hats, you know, can you really be on both of these? Um, can, can you be a member of the community and a government employee? And it means that, you know, when we're having a conversation about open data, uh, occasionally I have to step back if I really know what's going on or why there's a hurdle, you know, because there, there are some things that, you know, as a government employee, um, that's my hat and, and I have to take that off occasionally. But more often than not, you know, having people who work for government who also work in these community service organizations as a volunteer, like that's really powerful and it allows the organizations to function much more effectively. I like the metaphor that you used of closing the loop so that you're able to start at one end and also see the other side. What kinds of insights have you got being on various sides of this, this puzzle that you may not have got if you were just sitting in one? 
Well, it's funny. You know, we put out all of our information in one particular geospatial um, <clears throat> format. And, you know, it's your standard um, latitude, longitude. And when we put out polygons, you just put it out in a shape file. It's what ArcGIS, you know, spits out. One thing that we found, though, is that not many of our citizens are trained in ArcGIS, which is like, you know, a pretty intense geospatial uh, service. What a lot of them are trained in is the relatively easier to use and free Tableau software. It's a data visualization. And what's interesting is I don't think that anyone in the city would have known that like 90% of their market for people using geospatial data, they want it in Tableau format. The problem is when we put information out um, in ArcGIS, you have to like, you have to edit it one more time. And a lot of citizens don't have this expensive software to do that. So what we've found over the course of our talking is like, we just have to put it out in this Tableau format. If you want citizens to use it, you have to put it out in the format that they're going to use it in. You know, like that's a really specific example of like, you know, you really have to be on the ground talking with the citizens to know all the different tools that they're using. But more generally, like I said, this like closing the feedback loop is, is really important because it allows us to know like, you know, when you're talking to a researcher, they're like, yeah, you gave out this information, but you're missing a column. And like, literally that column is just one click away from us putting it out. So it's, you know, that, that last little tick in the box that you get to do to get, to make it easy for them to work with. Now the city of Edmonton belongs to Canada's G4, which is the four Canadian cities that are leading the charge in open data. Three of those cities are Vancouver, Montreal, and Ottawa, and I think most Canadians can see how those cities would lead in open data. When you think of open data and innovation and openness, Edmonton does not necessarily come to mind, right? <laughs> like, How does that happen? How, how did that all come about? You know, I, I feel really lucky because I just moved here from the States, from the Chicago area, where there's a really robust open data movement. And so when I moved up to Edmonton, um, or when I started thinking about it, I also thought like, oh, you know, I don't know how things are going to go. And, you know, there's a really different um, relationship with privacy between Canada and the U.S., but, um, you know, before I moved here, it was funny. I was a graduate student in public administration. And about two years before I moved up here, I knew that I was going to be moving here. And so I was able to tailor all of my um, graduate research using the city's open data. Um, I was actually able to do all of my, like, statistics projects on open data. So I knew, you know, two years before that actually, you know, Edmonton really was right on, like, the, the wave of all the major uh, Canadian municipalities embracing open data. I think it's kind of an example of it's something that when, uh, like, you know, the infrastructure isn't a huge investment, you know, obviously you have to put up the money, but um, when you have a few passionate employees who really want to push it, and, and luckily our now mayor, then councillor, uh, Don Iveson, was really one of the key pushers for open data back in 2009. And he had a very sympathetic um, chief information officer. And, you know, it all happened together. And we've been pushing forward ever since. So just to follow up on that, what, what's unique about Edmonton? And what can Edmonton teach Canada that perhaps Canada doesn't know or wouldn't be able to know if it didn't have the example of Edmonton? You know, I, I think Edmonton is a, a little unique. You know, in Western Canada, um, I, I think open Edmonton really brings something kind of interesting to the table. Granted, this this concept of like this citizen civic tech group, um, you know, we, we, we straight borrowed it from the states. Um, Code for America created a, a brigade system. Each major city 
uh, like literally every major city in the U.S. has uh, a citizen civic tech group. But um, Edmonton is the first to have this regular meetup um, in Western Canada, you know, in like Toronto and Ottawa and and, um, Quebec, you know, have these or Montreal, sorry. And what's interesting, as you were kind of alluding to, it's not super common to have the government quite as clued in to these civic tech meetups. And and I think that's a big problem. Even in the States, it's not quite as common. Occasionally, you'll have a government sponsor. But actually having somebody, you know, who has both hats, again, allows this kind of stronger integration. Um, and, and I've certainly found that, you know, that there are a lot of employees who I loop into these meetings when we're talking about, you know, public art. They're going to be clued into it. And when we're talking about environmental, you know, air quality monitoring, you know, I'm bringing my conversations with these people from startup companies back to my meetings with my fellow employees in the Office of Environment. And, and I think that's a model that I think is worth replicating. And it's great work that you guys are doing. And, and more importantly, what I think Edmonton has shown is sort of what one of the things really close to my heart is that you, open data and open government are not synonyms. They're two different things, but they work so much better together. <laughs> and although you guys have great open data initiatives, you've also shown the way on how to really embrace this idea of open government, working with the community, being at community events. And uh, it's a great model for other Canadian cities and jurisdictions in general. This is not limited to municipalities. Provinces and countries can learn from that, uh, that ideology. And, and thanks so much for being part of it. No, it's my pleasure. Thanks so much. And thanks for being part of this podcast, too. (laughs) I'm glad we were able to make it work. Thank you. And that was David Rauch from the City of Edmonton on the Open Government Podcast. Thanks to all of you for joining us today. And we'll be back soon with our next interview with someone in the community. If you've got any questions about today's episode or or anything about uh, what David is working on and what's going on in the the City of Edmonton, if you've got any questions about what the City of Edmonton has been up to or with David's work in and of itself. Uh, don't hesitate to reach out to him. David, can you share your Twitter handle uh, with our audience, please? It's simply Open Edmonton, no spaces or dashes in between. All right. Or you can always send a tweet at OGT Pod. Um, my Twitter handle is at Richard Pietro. I'm at Vasta. Thanks again to Cheryl's Crush for the music, and we will see you soon. Thank you.